मेटीरियल elements that i just spoke these are also my energies both jada prakriti and chetana prakriti jeeva bhuta means what chetana prakriti so there is this living entities and then there is the matter both of them are actually emanating from me i am the controller of both so this jada prakriti is actually controlled or exploited by the living entities jeeva bhuta this superior energy See, matter on its own cannot actually do anything. Matter, all these eight elements put together, they cannot really do anything unless there is the interference of the jiva bhuta, unless there is the interference of the superior energy, and that superior energy is the living entity. And that is why you see all these different uh, developments that we do uh, in the world in, in using the matter. it's all because of the interference of the living entities big skyscrapers and big big ships big big uh, you know containers and vehicles and mobile phones and technology and all this is actually matter but this matter gets developed only when the superior living entity interferes this is important only when the living entity interferes that is when the matter takes shapes so who gives the shape to the matter is actually the the chetana prakriti 
but there is a superior energy which is controlling both of them and that is the lord both the jada prakriti and chetana prakriti is actually controlled by the supreme lord it is him who maintains everything both jada prakriti and chetana prakriti on our own can we maintain ourselves also see actually because there is lord and lord provides us this body like this that is how we are able to manipulate or we are able to actually see this wonderful chetana prakriti acting so beautifully right so that is why this whole body given to us is again given by the supreme lord so he maintains both of us that is why when we say that god is great many people say that oh god is great yes god is definitely great but before we even understand that god is great we should know and understand that his created energy is also very great and that is the process of understanding god many people say that god is great but god is great because he has created many wonderful great things like these five elements the three subtle elements and then the chetana prakriti also both jada prakriti and chetana prakriti is actually maintained by the supreme lord he is great because he has created great things so just like when somebody wants to uh you know understand music so although music itself is so uh, complicated and there are so many higher levels of uh, music uh, but then the music lesson start to a neophyte is very very basic he has to actually practice all the things basic levels uh, fingering and whatever the basic notes sarigama padanisa only when he understands this basics he will be able to appreciate the better things going forward so all the basic fundamentals are clear then you can actually do a lot of new things lot of creativity is given to you because you have the foundation properly established so similarly you take mathematics because we have proper understanding about basic calculations like uh, addition subtraction division multiplication that is why we are able to do later on calculus integration and differentiation all these higher mathematics we are able to easily do it's because we have the foundation very clear so similarly krishna is saying that okay you want to understand me and my greatness is good but it is important that you also know the greatness of my creation so that is why these are not ordinary things these elements that we discuss they are extremely powerful these elements are also have very very specific roles right so that is why krishna is giving us this science you want to understand me but understand me through these things because these are the things that you are able to perceive every day these are the things that you are coming in contact every day so use them to remember me these are the things that you should know and you should be aware of you see so that is why krishna is saying that understand me through this process so this process is important so we have uh, some more guests today joining us we have all the devotees we have dev we have dinamata ji we have achutan ji welcome all of you today i'm just uh, quickly doing it through my mobile so uh, that's why i'm having some trouble uh, displaying the screen but that's fine okay 
So when I tell that these elements have very, very special qualities, what does it mean? Like previously also I had mentioned that how Earth has a certain specific qualities of attraction, the gravity, the gurutva, gurutva means gravity, gravitational pull. Anything you throw, it has that attraction, it pulls it back. You know, Earth also has this uh, ability to make water flow. It will not resist the flow of water because Earth is generated from water. So Earth knows that, oh, this water is my creator, so I should not obstruct him. So he will let the water flow. So that's another ability of water, of Earth. Then the Ganda. Ganda means the fragrance. The fragrance is the quality of the Earth element. Other elements do not have the fragrance, aroma, but it is Earth through which we all get the different types of aromas, right? So Earth is the basic thing. So Earth has different qualities. Similarly, Apaha. Apaha means water. Apaha, Apaha, one other meaning Apaha means water actually Apalana. Apalana means it maintains us. Water actually maintains us, right? Water has the ability to maintain a lot of things. So Apalana means a water which also is one of the quality to maintain. So it, it protects life, it maintains life. So water is important, right? That is why even when scientists, they want to search for life in other planets, the first thing they want to understand is, does that planet have water? Because water is the basic necessity, right? Then we know that how this progression goes, that there is earth, then water, then fire, air, ether. Ether is the most subtlest element of all these five elements, which has the substance or the characteristics of sound. But then above this ether, then there is the mind. The mind is extremely powerful. So what is the mind? Many people, many psychologists, till date, they don't understand what is the mind. They can only understand the effects of the mind, but they don't know what is the mind. Right? So what is this mind? The mind, in one sense, another definition of mind can also be given as it is remembrance. It can be synonymously called as uh, of having a function of remembrance. Now, remembrance means memory. Now, Smriti. Smriti is actually a very important function of the mind. Just imagine Smriti is not the function of the eyes or any of the five senses that we have. You know, because even a blind man, he can remember. So, Remembrance, Smriti, is independent of your vision. So similarly, a deaf person, although he does not hear anything, but he has remembrance. Why? Because remembrance is not a function of the ear. Remembrance is not the function which is dependent on these five senses. It is beyond these five senses. That is remembrance. So one of the very important functions of the mind is remembrance, memory. So it is completely independent. Smriti is very, very powerful. So, this remembrance is what? Remembrance means, Smriti means, it has all our past vasanas and our samskaras. All the vasanas and samskaras formed previously is what gives us this remembrance, this memory. Anytime we have a thought, actually our thought is somewhere connected to these vasanas and samskaras that are deep within, rooted in the mind. So, mind means remembrance, right? And intelligence, we have discussed that how intelligence, buddhi, means to discriminate what is right and wrong. 
So the discrimination comes from the intelligence, buddhi tattva, buddhi. Buddhi actually helps us. Without buddhi, we cannot discriminate because mind will produce so many thoughts. All this, it will keep remembering so many things, all the vasanas and so many samskaras which are there installed in it. It will keep remembering, it will keep surfacing it out. But what discriminates what is right and wrong? That is the buddhi. And we all have buddhi. Are we using our buddhi to discriminate? That is a big question mark. We are using it because now we are reading Bhagavad Gita and understanding Bhagavad Gita. So buddhi we are able to use properly to some extent. But just imagine if we use buddhi properly, our buddhi element so properly, then our life will become very smooth. Because we will be doing only right things. And when we do right things, all the good auspicious things will come to us. Only when we do all the nonsensical things, then the problems will come. Why? Because we have not used our buddhi properly. So if you use buddhi properly, your life will be very, very happy. And then above that, above the buddhi, then there is the ahankara. So what is this? Now, see, ether was there, ether comes from the mind, mind comes from the intelligence and the intelligence comes from the ahankara. Ahankara means the identity. Yes, I belong. I have this identity, that identity. It gives us identity. So this ahankara is actually emanating from the Mahatattva. Mahatattva had explained to you earlier that how this is the sum total of all the material energy. Right? The Mahatattva is the sum total of all the material energy. And this Mahatattva is again created by the Chit Prakriti. Chit Prakriti is actually represented by the Lakshmi Devi, the female uh, uh, form or the female expansion of the Lord, which is uh, the Chit Prakriti, which creates this Mahatattva, right? So this Mahatattva is actually giving rise to Ahankara. Now this Ahankara, this ego, this false ego uh, can be of three types. There are three different types of Ahankaras. Those are uh, Vyakarika Ahankara, which gives or creates the devatas. All the devatas are created by this Vyakarika Ahankara. The second is actually the Tejas Ahankara. The five senses that we have, these are created by this Tejas Ahankara. That's why our senses, you see, they are all Tejas. Why it is Tejas? Why? Because these five senses that we have, they are actually gaining knowledge, acquiring knowledge, helping us to acquire knowledge. All these five senses, right? So that is why they are tejas. They are created by the tejomaya ahankara, tejas ahankara. And then there is tamas ahankara. This tamas ahankara is actually the jada prakriti. What Krishna explained in the previous verse, this uh, uh, five bhutas. The five bhutas are this earth, water, fire, air, ether. These are all created by the tamas uh, ahankara. So there is this Vyakarika Ahankara, there is Tejas Ahankara and there is Tamas Ahankara. Three types of Ahankaras are there. So these Devatas, when they are created through this Vyakarika, Vyakarika Ahankara means, it is mentioned in the scriptures also, that these Devatas who are created with this type of Vyakarika Ahankara, they have some Vishishta qualities, very special qualities. Vishishta, Vishishta means they are they have a very specific, special role to play. Very special role they have. What is that Vishishta? For example, your eyelid movement, you know, you close your eyelids. It is taken care by one of the Devatas. You yawn. That yawning is actually controlled by one 
devata there is a devata for hearing there is a devata for taste there is a devata for speaking there is a devata for walking if you have to walk a devata has to enable you to do all that so these devatas are all having their vishishta role and they are not interchangeable you know sometimes in the government office you have uh, so many tasks and so many things to do and they'll say okay can you please do this can you please do that and they will manage and uh, you know they will get the work done but here it's not like that you cannot tell the devata of the eyelid movement no i am going for a vacation today uh, can you take care of my ears the ear devata cannot tell that uh, please take care of my ears today i am going for a vacation similarly the devata controlling the legs he cannot say to the eyes see uh, you uh, please take care of everything i am not going to walk today because i am tired nothing like that these devatas cannot interchange their roles they are all having their vishishta role that's why when this body uh, is created these devatas are also a part of this body they are all taking different positions so although the lord is there within our heart as parmatma this parmatma directs all these devatas all these devatas within our uh, body and then the functions are taking place you know when we wake up in the morning how does that happen so magically it happens every morning when we wake up this morning when you woke up you know the parmatma actually he is the one who actually you know brings you back from the unconscious state to the conscious state right from shishupti he brings you to the jagrata avastha why it happens because the parmatma but the parmatma he does this through the vayu devata so the vayu devata actually then brings you back to this jagrata avastha see so many uh, transactions are happening within our body using this uh, jada prakriti then we have our uh, chetana prakriti which is manipulating things and then also there is this wonderful superior energy that is the lord parmatma right so so many beautiful things are happening here so let us see what krishna is going to say more okay let us see so uh, smriti is the quality of the mind is very very powerful remembrance and ahankara we have discussed that these are the three types of ahankara and uh, these three ahankaras actually are uh, dominated by uh, three devatas again that is uh, garuda uh, shesha and rudra so and the mahatatva is actually controlled by our chatumukhi brahma so mahatatva is under uh, his control so that is why if you carefully see that there is uh, these five elements uh, within the body and without so both internal and external we see these uh, five elements right and whenever there is a little change in the proportion of these five elements then there is a disturbance within the body so whenever there is a slight change uh, that we do with, with this imbalance we create within the five elements then that is how the person gets diseased the change in kapha pitta vata it's nothing but the change in these five elements and then what happens is the same thing is reflected outside also in the external world you see whenever there is an imbalance in this uh, five elements externally then there will be earthquakes and there will be tsunamis and all these different uh, climatic changes that we are seeing today it's all because of the change this uh, disproportionate uh, uh, imbalance that we see in the nature that creates all these havocs right so 
both internally and externally these have to be maintained properly and of course the lord is one who maintains all these things throughout so this we need to understand very very important so just imagine now what krishna is saying here is in this fifth verse that this energy is actually superior energy that is you oh living entity jeeva bhuta are superior to jada prakriti so krishna has now explained that there is this bhinna prakriti there is this the separated energy and there is another superior energy that is the jeeva bhuta living entity and both are under my control i maintain both of them he is much superior much much superior so this is what he has explained and uh, uh, let's see if uh, dev has uh, uh, dev you can unmute yourself and if you have the bhagavad gita you can chant the six words yes prabhu ji प्रलयस्त प्रलयस्त प्रबवहाप्रलयस्तथाफ़ i am the controller i am the creator and destroyer of both so prabhavah pralayastata so krishna is the cause of creation and destruction that's why in the brahma samhita also it is stated that ishwarah paramah krishna satchit ananda vigraha anadir adir govindah sarva karana karanam sarva karana for every cause there is the supreme cause that is krishna the cause for creation is krishna the cause for destruction is also krishna so prabhavah prabhavah means that there has to be a creation creation means already there is a substance available so what happens is prabhavah what krishna actually refers me refers here is that which is unmanifest which is avyakta he makes it manifest vyaktaha so just like the mahatatva mahatatva is all the sum total of matter which is unmanifest it is avyakta avyakta means it's all just a matter a lump of matter nothing else but what is creation what krishna does now he is actually making it is vyaktaha from avyakta he makes it vyaktaha so that is why krishna is saying prabhavah that is done by me what does this mean this means that 
creation means already the raw material everything is there created by the lord so when creation happens it has to happen krishna will just make that unmanifest matter into manifest that's why we are all seeing this different forms and everything it is because that is prabhavah krishna enables that matter to take shape and why does that happen because once the matter takes shape then the living entities they are facilitated okay you had this desire now you go and enjoy different ways you go and enjoy so krishna is facilitating all these things prabhavah he creates this whole thing for okay now you create and uh, you you it is created now you enjoy you fulfill your desire and then just like creation now there is a difference in the creation of matter and the living entities we should understand the way the matter is created and the way the living entities are created or rather i should say the way the matter becomes manifest and the living entities manifest is different right it's like the way we take birth or we become manifest in this material world is very different because we come out of our mother's womb or uh, there are uh, andaja andaja means those animal living entities which come from the andaja then swedaja there are living entities which come out of the sweat right so we had explained this that how there are different types of birth there are four types of births so one is garbha one coming from the womb and that is how we all have come and there is andaja those who take birth from the anda then swedaja from the sweat and another one if somebody uh, it beats my memory right now if anybody remembers you can mention that in the comment i had explained that before so so there are different types of birth and all these manifestations are actually prabhavaha is done by me and this is different for the way matter is created manifested is different and the way the living entity is manifest is different so see there are varieties everywhere now the question comes is how is that krishna is the creator and then uh, he destroys also right many times uh, this question may come because if suppose there is a person who has uh, started a company and he built the company so nicely and then if you tell that person to destroy his own company nobody will do that because they are so attached oh my god how can i destroy my own company which i built with so much of sweat and hard work of burning my blood huh i did this and now i have to destroy no it is extremely difficult we cannot destroy the things that we have created it's very very difficult because we have attached to those things we are attachment we are having attachment to these things all the things that we have created why we are attached to our children because we feel that we are the creators right but krishna has no attachment he has no prayojana no profit out of all this creation and destruction that is why he is unattached so destruction it really doesn't matter to him so prabhupad gives this very beautiful example that how when the children they are on the seashore on the beach you know they build the sand castles you know they dig up the sand and then they build uh, nice uh, sand castles with so many things they put a lot of effort and they create these sand castles and when the mother calls okay now come it's time for food the children they will jump on it they will stamp it and then that's it they will break the whole castle and they'll happily they'll laugh and they'll run and they'll have their food again next day again they'll come they will create again they'll destroy and they are happily doing it so for krishna it is like this 
so this creation and destruction for krishna is like how the children make the sand castles and they break it it's like that he is laughing all the time he is enjoying both creation and destruction he is not actually attached to these things so you know and he becomes happy when there is a creation when this things get manifested he is happy also just like a father when uh, uh, you know just the idea or just that thought when he gets to know that reality that uh the news that yes my wife is now pregnant and now soon i'm going to become a father that itself gives him so much of joy both for both the parents so when they are becoming the parents it gives them so much of joy lot of joy because they are going to create a new life now imagine the joy of krishna because if a parent giving birth to one child can get so much of happiness now imagine krishna who is the creator and who gives birth to innumerable living entities how much joy he must be getting isn't it oh yes all these living entities are now going to come and they are going to execute things isn't it the parents you know when they see that their children are uh, advancing and they are doing much better than what they expected it gives them so much of joy so similarly krishna when actually he manifest all these living entities here and then they are actually progressing in the path of spirituality then it gives him so much of joy he much much joy so that happiness is there the cause of creation gives us lot of joy that is there but the cause of destruction somehow that is not very clear to us because we are attached but then for krishna it is not he doesn't feel uh, uh, disheartened while destructing because for them for him there is another example again we we have to take this examples in the, the context that we are talking not out of the context now just for example a king he becomes very happy when the enemy is destroyed so when enemy is destroyed the king becomes happy is joyful so similarly for the lord when actually this whole dis- Uh, creation is destroyed the pralayaha happens then it gives him joy because okay all these uh, unfaithful is uh, devotees non devotees who were not coming on the path of spirituality now they are destroyed i'll give them another chance later so that is how he takes it okay now they are they are all asuras krishna is happy with the suras asuras is not so happy okay so asuras are all gone so he becomes happy that all these asuras are getting uh, rid of all this he is getting rid of all these asuras again a fresh creation will happen another chance is given to all of them so this is how krishna enjoys both prabhavah pralayastatha so both the creation and destruction it is really joyful for krishna he is unattached very very nice so okay let's cover another verse uh, verse number 7 so let's see uh, we have uh, hina mata ji so hina mata ji you can unmute yourself and uh, if you have the bhagavad gita then you can chant yes yes so mantaparataram <clears throat> nanya किंचिदस्ती धनंजय 
किंचिद अस्ति धनंजया मई सर्वम इदम प्रोतम मई सर्वम इदम प्रोतम सूत्रे मणिगणा इवा सूत्रे मणिगणा इवा Once again, Matta Parataram Nanya. Matta Parataram Nanya. Kinjit Asti Dhananjaya. Kinjit Asti Dhananjaya. Mai Sarvam Idam Protam. Mai Sarvam Idam Protam. Sutre Manigana Iva. Sutre Manigana Iva. Yes, please read the translation. O conqueror of wealth, Arjuna, there is no truth superior to me. Everything rests upon me as pearls are strung on a thread. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. See, such a very important verse, such a nice verse. Krishna is saying that everything is resting upon me. You don't exploit, unnecessarily don't try to dominate this matter. because you will fail if we try to dominate anything here you will fail because ultimately i am the controller because i am controlling you also you may to some degree i have given that uh, choice and i have given that power to you to exploit matter to some degree but if you try to exploit it beyond your capacity then you will be in problem we have to recognize that there is something which is beyond our control right so this is instruction this is a very clear instruction for all the mayavadis also because when we say that there is someone who needs to control then it's a person it cannot be an impersonal thing god is not impersonal moment krishna says that everything is resting upon me that means there is a person who is actually maintaining all these things so we should understand that everything that we see in the matter the connecting factor is krishna you know when deep within when people study science when they go deeper into science they actually understand that there is god only the superficial scientists they are the one who reject god but scientists who are really thoughtful when they understand they go deeper and deeper they understand that oh my god this is something done by some superior personality without intelligence this cannot happen they understand this fact so whenever they think that okay atom is the smallest thing there is nothing smaller than that then they find the electron then they they find another smallest thing so called a cox you know they are called corks so the deeper and deeper you go the final the smallest of the smallest is krishna he is maintaining everything within the atom and that's not it actually he is maintaining the big universes also now massive universes just this planet itself is floating aram say 365 days everything is rotating revolution rotation everything is so perfect who is maintaining all these things just imagine the kind of control krishna has one satellite to control we do so much of hangama it is so difficult to control one chandrayaan two chandrayaan we try to send and they fail so miserably but here krishna is maintaining planets what power he has it should really bewilder us actually so that is why when these people when scientists also either an astrophysicist or 
scientists who are learning quantum physics these people when they go deeper and deeper they understand that there is a superior intelligence who is actually controlling all these things they have to come to this point that's why sutre mani ganaiva when we see things across in our environment we may see them as differentiated things okay there is now winter now after winter there is summer then there is spring you know the seasons are changing but all the seasons the sutre mani ganaiva the time factor of all the seasons is krishna there is the forest there is this ocean there is this so many different resources the sutre mani ganaiva is krishna we are taking birth in a certain family with certain type of karma and all these different family members are coming together friends are coming together all this is happening because ultimately sutre mani ganaiva he is the one who is connecting all of us right so even when in this preaching movement also when we started this session sutre mani ganaiva he knows krishna knows how to connect people from where otherwise i am here in bangalore somebody here uh, is uh, now koshik is from california uh, whole chandan family is from mumbai achutan ji is from mumbai shuma kumar is in bangalore so all these different things you just see sutre mani ganaiva different people get connected because the lord is a connecting factor so krishna is very beautifully explaining just like all the pearls in a necklace are strung together through that small thread everything looks so beautiful you know when you wear that necklace it looks so beautiful and it's so when it is beautiful it's looking beautiful you don't see the thread but what is holding the thread remove that thread and all these pearls will scatter hither and thither same thing this whole creation both jada prakriti and the chetana prakriti is actually maintained by this thread and that thread krishna is saying i am that thread if i get out of this that's all everything will collapse everything will collapse they'll all get dismantled let us pray ha just see how powerful it is extremely powerful so krishna is giving different ideas to arjuna and he is saying that whatever now i have spoken is gnana but krishna is saying that is not it because i want to discuss something more i just don't want to talk about gnana i also want to talk about vigyana that's why it started this uh, uh, chapter also saying that gnana vigyana sahitam it is both gnana and vigyana only then you will be able to understand the what is absolute knowledge what is absolute truth so until now till this verse number 7 krishna has briefly spoken about gnana but now when he goes forward from the eighth verse he will start talking about vigyana a little more higher advanced knowledge so that will uh, be discussed uh, from the eighth verse onwards and many many beautiful things will come in this chapter 7 so this is how we should understand that krishna is the connecting factor of everything everything even this whole kurukshetra also so beautifully just see all the asuras all the suras all the good people and the bad people everybody came on the battlefield of kurukshetra everybody assembled across everybody assembled on the battlefield of kurukshetra how was that possible 
that was possible because sutre maniganaiva krishna was the mastermind he bought all these good and bad people in the battlefield of krishna on the battlefield so far right so that is why whenever we do things or whenever we see things we should actually understand that krishna is behind this when krishna said about earth water fire air ether earth should be actually when you see earth material you should see oh my god earth has these many different qualities it gives fragrance huh then it gives uh, it maintains the water it allows the water to flow properly it has the gravitational pull all this is the power of the earth but who has created earth oh krishna has created that so what is happening when you see earth element you are remembering krishna when you see water water beautiful waterfalls is there waterfalls is so beautiful you should immediately seeing that water and the qualities of water you should be remembering krishna oh krishna is the maintainer he has created all this so you will appreciate when you know the qualities of all these different elements you will have more appreciation for krishna so whenever you go and across you see all these different things in the environment these five elements the function of the mind the function of the intelligence the function of uh, the ahankara you should appreciate krishna as krishna is the superior he is the maintainer of all this he is the origin of all this right we should be very thankful just see if somebody goes to a montessori when somebody a small child has to get an admission in a montessori the school or the montessori they actually for a small child they will ask the details of the parents who are your parents the parents have to fill up okay father mother all the details are taken of the parents because they are the origin of the child and you imagine now a small montessori if they require the information of the origin now imagine so many lifetimes we have taken birth we have died and so many lives we have just crossing taking reincarnation without knowing our origin who is our origin life after life and there are people who will blame krishna only oh he has created us and he didn't tell us that he is the creator what should we do how can we know now they blame krishna only for are krishna is giving so much of instruction in so many ways he takes avatar he is coming and telling in bhagavad gita bhagavatam in scriptures there are gurus who are coming and telling see krishna is giving so many opportunities okay please understand i am your origin i am your origin i am your origin we are interested in knowing our origin we are actually very happy to get connected to our origin but we don't want to accept the process right so we should now at least in human form we should try to understand the origin at least now theoretically we understood that krishna is our origin but now we should get connected with him what is the next step after knowing that yes, krishna is our origin the next step is i want to get connected to my origin and then there is a process of this krishna consciousness is the process by which we can connect ourselves to our origin so this is a great science a very very great science so we have discussed today very beautifully about certain qualities about these uh, elements right and uh, we also understood about the uh, qualities of the mind it is remembrance and remembrance is because of the vasanas and uh, it is also because of uh, the samskaras the previous vasanas and samskaras and then we also understood the three types of ahankara which is actually produced from the mahatatva there is vikarika ahankara there is tejas ahankara there is 
tamas ahankara and each one of them is actually uh, creates a certain categories of things and then they are also maintained by a certain devata and then in this uh, sixth uh, we understood that there is uh, creation and uh, prabhavah creation and the destruction is actually done by the lord and he is completely unattached and in the seventh verse krishna is saying that i am the sutre managaiva sutra you are a sutradhar you know many times there are some sutradhars to execute that even for prime minister modi there will be some sutradhar you know they understand pm modi so nicely that they conduct things they organize things everything even before he says because that is how they act like a sutra they understand everything about him actually this reminds me of one of our devotee when we were in bangalore uh, my uh, guide the spiritual guide and my god brother uh, his grace uh, uh, amitasan prabhu who is in uh, mumbai now who is now president of the hk mumbai uh so we were together and uh, when we used to do this preaching activities uh, he used to say that uh, oh you are the sutradhar sometimes used to say you are the sutradhar because i used to meet lot of people and uh, we used to bring them for the programs and we used to connect all these people and uh, uh, you know it, it takes a lot of uh, organizational skills sometimes to bring people together and uh, give that wonderful experience of uh, krishna consciousness to these people so he used to tell me you are the sutradhar so you know we are all minute sutradhars to some extent in our own capacity so krishna is the supreme sutradhar so he connects everything so properly and so perfectly so uh, now gnana is spoken vignana we will take it next sunday so vignana is very very special so that we will discuss in the next So let me see if there are any questions. I think there are some questions. Okay. So okay. So there are no questions. If there are any questions, you can please feel free to ask. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna, Mukumar. As uh, just now you told the Prabhuji, intelligence comes from false ego, Prabhuji. Yes. In corporate field, I observed uh, Prabhuji. Who, whoever is uh, too, too much intelligent, always they are arrogant and uh, they are uh, means uh, they are uh, showing ego in different ways, uh, Prabhuji. But some of the people is having uh, intelligence, but they are so humble. How yeah. it is possible, Prabhuji? Same intelligence, somebody is having means uh, behaving arrogant way, and someone is too humble is helping to others. Correct. So what happens is the ahankara is uh, there in everyone. This element, ahankara, false ego, is in everyone because we are made up of these eight elements, right? The earth, water, fire is the mind, intelligence, and false ego. Everybody has ahankara to the different to different levels and extent according to their karma. So now, when somebody is showing off his ego too much. it is only an indication that he is very bodily conscious people who are too bodily conscious who are so obsessed with all these material things uh, the new gadgets and they want to flash them the new clothes they want to flash uh, everything related to the body when they are so absorbed in the body that is when they display this kind of ego so too much of when somebody is showing this kind of an ego it is a clear indication that this person is very bodily conscious but at the same time a person who is not showing that much of 
this false ego, exhibiting this false ego too much. He is to some degree much better because he is little having some detachment, some vairagya is there. And that is why they don't care. They don't really show off their ego. They don't try to dominate. Ahankara is basically what? I am the king. Krishna is not the king. I am the king. So, a person who displays less ego, then it is to some extent, yes, he is quite sober. Because he understands there are certain things which are beyond his control. But people who think that I am the controller, I am manipulative, I can do everything, then these are the people who display them. They easily display them. And you see, Ahankara, uh, many times uh, it is also dependent on so many uh, factors. One is uh, the environmental factor, because uh, it may not be in the corporate section where they display their ego, because they are very careful about their image. You know, I should not be called as an angry person. You know, that's also a false ego. I should not be called as this, I should not be called of that. So artificially they try to, even if the boss scolds, artificially they try to suppress that. At least that he has the strength to suppress that. But what happens is that ego gets uh, an outburst somewhere else. It will go and uh, destroy his family life or somewhere else. You know, so they are uh, very selective about where this ego is displayed. So that's why uh, sometimes uh, people whom you see in the office may be very good. But at home, these people are, uh, you know, like Hitler's. They, completely control their families in every situation. But at the office, they are like, okay, okay. But some people are vice versa. At home, they'll be like very sober and everything. At office, they'll be totally different. So it's very, very uh, complex to understand these different behavioral patterns of people, extremely difficult to understand these things. But we can, at a broader way, we can understand that if somebody is displaying this, okay, he's a bodily conscious person, he's a little better and he's a spiritual conscious. Right, so there are different degrees to it. So that is how. That's why I told ahankara is also of three types. Vyakarika ahankara, which is like devatas. Devatas also have ahankara, but their ahankara is, oh my lord, I am your servant. That is how devatas behave. Then there is uh, tejas ahankara. There is tamas ahankara. So people who are tamas ahankara, they are too bodily conscious because tamasa means what? They are. They are oh, tamas ahankara is creating all these gross elements, earth, water, fire, little better. Tejas ahankara. Actually, the five senses are created. Five senses means knowledge. So, this person who is having the stages of Ankara, he has certain knowledge. You see, so three types of Ankara are there. So, that is why they are influenced by a certain type of uh, Ankara and they act accordingly. That is how. So how to improve intelligence, Prabhuji? By... Ah, how to improve intelligence now? Uh, this is. Uh, why the Bhagavad Gita comes into picture, the scriptures come into picture. Because intelligence means when you hear these sessions, when you are understanding Bhagavad Gita, reading Bhagavad Gita, see, it is opening up a lot of things. You are giving an opportunity to your intelligence to eat a lot of content, amazing content, spiritual content. See, today itself we discussed about these three types of ahankara. Just contemplate, just think, let this sink into your intelligence. Give yourself a little thought about what you heard today. Okay, Krishna is the Sutre Mani Ganaiva. He is the uh, connecting factor of everything. Just think about it. He is connecting everything around you. People, things, everything. And then, okay, these elements, these elements in each, they have so many specific qualities, wonderful qualities. So many we have understood today. So, 
This has gone into intelligence today. We have understood about ahankara. That is gone. Pralaya, destruction, all these things we have understood with examples. So what is happening when you hear such examples, when you hear these different concepts, you are giving the great strength to your intelligence. You are boosting the energy of your intelligence. Then when intelligence becomes stronger, then you will see things as they are. Oh, when you go and face the world outside now, what is happening? You see all these elements. Ah, these elements means what Krishna has told this thing. When you see people acting, oh, these are the different types of ahankaras these people are displaying. You see? So intelligence is giving you an idea how to deal with things. It is giving you an idea how to deal with people appropriately according to their status. So this is why uh, Bhagavad Gita gives you, these sessions will give you a lot of boost. So whenever there is a person talking to you, now you can categorize. You can, so moment you start talking to a person for several times, you know, he's coming closer to you, then you identify and put them on category, what type of Ahamkara he is having. <laughs> you see? So all this is very uh, nice. This knowledge gives you a lot of clarity. How to deal with people, how to deal with things. Very, very much. So, let's see if there are any questions. Uh, Kaushik is asking, Prabhuji, the material energy is easier to understand what it is. In verse 5, the supreme energy is harder to grasp. What is the easiest way to think about that this is something bigger than us? Ha, so, what Krishna explained in the fifth verse is actually, he's saying that there is this matter, and beyond this matter, there is the superior energy that is the Chetana Prakriti, the conscious Prakriti, which is we, living entities. So we, living entities, are superior to this dull matter. So Krishna is explaining about that superior energy, living entities, Jiva Bhuta. He is saying that these Jiva Bhutas are superior to the dull matter. And this superior energy actually exploits or they manipulate this matter. And that is what we are doing. We manipulate the matter and we build so many things using the matter. How is it happening? Because there is Chaitanya Prakriti. Jada Prakriti on alone, these five elements are across. For example, if you go to Mars, right, there are no skyscrapers there. On the Mars, there are no skyscrapers because the living entities are, have still not manipulated the way we have manipulated on Earth. So, where this manipulation is happening? Because of the superior Chaitanya Shakti, Chaitanya Prakriti, that is the living entity, Jiva Bhuta. So then, then above these superior energy, Chaitanya Prakriti, Jada Prakriti, Dal Matter, Chaitanya Prakriti, living entity, above that is the supreme energy, supreme, that is the Supreme Lord. And the Supreme Lord has his own Prakriti. What is that Prakriti? That is Lakshmi Devi, that is Radharani, that is Vishay Halladini Shakti, right? There are three types of Shaktis, Halladini Shakti, Sanandini Shakti. So these Prakritis are there. So these Prakritis all belong to the Lord. So this is how that Krishna uh, is the supreme of everything. He controls everything. Both we, Jiva, Chetana Shakti, Chetana Prakriti and Jada Prakriti. So, let me read that question, anything, if I have missed. The Supreme Energy is harder to grasp. Okay.
yeah if you want to understand the superior energy we we are looking at the people every day you see there are we are interacting with people and all these new ideas when people come up with what is this new idea all about any time when people come and they discuss a new idea what is this new idea the new idea is all about how can i actually use this matter for my benefit for example digital technology today or for example facebook or instagram or anything that what is happening all these facilities are there but who is using them the superior energy living entities so when we see all these different things happening across us through internet or through buildings or through anything gross or subtle uh, all these are manipulated by the chetna uh, prakriti so so these are the things so these are uh, part of gnana so vignana we will discuss in the next session so until then all of you keep chanting and uh, keep reading bhagavad gita and if there are any questions you can always message me anytime so thank you so much for joining achutan ji kaushik hina mata ji dev and uh, uma kumar so please have a wonderful time and uh, yes all right so please take care and we will see you again next sunday hare krishna hare krishna Are you listening? Are you listening?